Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sci-Fi Unchained. Really quick, I just wanted to invite everyone to join our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Well, there is a Twitter, but I don't really use it that much. And to be honest, all I use Facebook and Instagram for is funny memes, a compelling conversation or two, and an occasional episode update. But anyway, come on over and join us and enjoy the episode. Okay, now before you say anything, I know I've talked about evolution a lot, <laughs> but it's something that fascinates me, uh, especially because I'm a, a tad bit of a history buff, and and I like things that kind of cross-pollinate, uh, you know, st studies on biology and psychology and history uh, and how they intermingle and uh, what was happening during this time meant that uh, this was most likely the dominant trait you would see amongst this kind of people or or things of that nature. But that's what this episode's going to be. <laughs> you, you clicked on it, you know what's going on. So I was thinking of a whole bunch of evolutionary, ev evolutionary roots that the human race has not taken right? The, the history of our genetics and physical, psychological, and uh, physiological developments uh, that have really only now truly started to be documented and analyzed in such a way that allows us to categorically predict attributes in future humans. For instance, uh, human beings were once covered head to toe in very thick hair, now, that was to help shield uh, our bodies from solar radiation and heat, right? Uh, though over several thousand years of uh, documented human history and uh, presumably a uh, thousand or several thousand years before that, we saw drastic changes starting to happen, right? Um this was a, 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 and I mean, we started making use of things like tools and shelter, um, and and we started huddling together uh, in in groups and tribes and clans, uh, and we we also started covering ourselves with a with plenty of second skins of clothing, armor, sunscreens, jackets, suits, anything to act as an impediment to the sun and other elements that nature has relentlessly battered away at us with uh, ceaselessly uh, all throughout time. Now, if one of these attributes of human biology can be changed over thousands of years, like the, the, uh, the, quantity of, of hair found on the average human. What might be other avenues of evolution not taken? Maybe instead of what we did to protect our outsides, what if our ancestors did what they could do to strengthen our insides? Right? Some, some cavemen stumble up upon some, uh, some food that, uh, they really like, but it upsets their insides. So they they keep eating it because 
food is scarce and you have to eat what's around to survive. Uh, and they start to build up this tolerance, this resistance. And, uh, you know, so our, our organs are very soft and squishy and we can't survive very long uh, if they remain exposed. So what if that was not the case? What if that is, uh, the, what if that is not the case now, uh, in say modern day, right? What, what if we had much hardier diet consisting of more barks and bones and rough materials and, and plants that produced chemicals in our bodies that are incredibly harmful or psychosomatic in a reaction in our system. But if over thousands of years, we did ingest all of these things and it did result in our biology evolving in a wildly different direction. What else would have been different? Our social structures, our survival instincts, what drives us as human beings, how much would all of this have changed? Would it be even called technology? Would it be called something else? Oh, or perhaps this change causes us to be more conscious about what we put in our bodies to maximize our health and growth. Maybe we could have been giants or had hardened skin like scales or, or some other larger mammal like a bear, like a bear hide is very thick. Now, this, this is to say nothing of, you know, what technology would be uh, if, if we had all of these changes, right? Uh, perhaps it wouldn't even be electric-based, but uh, because we have made such a drastic change in our evolution, uh, maybe now we secrete some sort of enzyme or chemical that reacts in such a way with the world around us that causes phenomena that would serve our purposes in much the same way our own technology serves us today. What if our change in biology in, in, this, in this new alternate evolutionary track led us to different discoveries? Um, what if it led us to uh, using a lot more hydro-related energy, like a like a having a hydro pump at the bottom of the ocean floor that kept perpetual motion. Uh, be, uh, it, I, I'm imagining two billows that are connected to each other under uh, underground, and the 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 pressure of the of the waves of of the water of the tens and tens and millions of, of tons of water pressing down on the billows is causing one to decrease, which causes the other to increase. And the, the pressure is, it, it's built in such a way that this perpetual motion is kept up forever um, because the pressure is being exerted on both of the billows uh, independently and with sufficient force as to push them and, and keep them pushed back down 
but the the mechanism that links them together is also having them pushed back up whenever one is pushed back down so i i don't I, i'm no engineer but i i mean it's possible maybe that'd be really cool anyway um You know, maybe there would be some other designation for technology, an ideology that would be born to to label what we would have in place of technology. But for our purposes, let's call it something like magic or, or, or druidism, because I like to adhere to the idea that what we perceive as magic is simply the workings of the universe that are either beyond our own comprehension or we simply haven't advanced far enough to be able to understand the inner workings just yet. Case in point, try telling uh, someone who lives on one of those islands not yet touched by the modern world what a cell phone is without using the word magic. I highly doubt you could. So... I, there are a, a, almost an infinite amount of questions uh, this line of thinking brings, and it's, it's super fun. <laughs> it's a whole lot of fun to me um, because what you can do is you can keep changing the variables uh, almost indefinitely because this, this one variable that I changed was the diet. What if we just changed the diet? Tens and hundreds of thousands of years ago with our Homo sapien ancestors. So you could do that almost indefinitely. Um, would it change anything else? I, I, I mean, how we group... Um, if we focus on individualism, if, if we all become monsters, like what? <laughs> um, and with the variables being able to change, and you don't have to change a lot. You just have to change one thing, and it causes a cascade of events throughout human evolution and human history and the development of the human psyche, uh, how our social structures form and, and how, how they work uh, interwoven and, and against each other. Uh, so the, the variables could be anything. It could be religion and spirituality, uh, oceanic exploration. Uh, maybe the variable is uh, we get to the point to where the Native Americans got and we just stay that way. Um, or maybe we decide to become a strictly ocean-faring species and live on boats and, and become pirates. <laughs> I, personally, I want either the evolutionary line that gives us mind powers or gets us to space quicker, which may end up being the course that we are currently on as space travel is being improved year after year. And Elon Musk is coming up with that neural link thing that he can put in your brain and it'll do all really kinds of cool stuff like it'll help uh, cure 
certain things like uh, cerebral palsy. And uh, it, it'll allow you to, I mean, I think he said eventually, if you wanted to learn a language, you could just download it into your brain. You'd cut, cut out all of the learning. How, that's terrifying, but if this is the mode in which we have chosen to advance our evolution, it only makes sense because we've given up the natural order of things. We've given up nature's design for our bodies and we've taken on very much our own designs and, and wants and needs. So I, I, I think our evolution in that regard has been stagnated drastically uh, in comparison to what we could have been. Right. But we'll never really know um, what we would have been without technological innovation stepping in and veering us off in a completely different direction. This is one reason why we get so many great stories about just how our evolution progresses and ends by, by blending our biology with technology and doing things like converting a consciousness to a computer server and having it exist as either an aware consciousness and a computer and acting as an AI would or having the person's mind play out its existence in a Sims like simulation of what their life once was or any number of simulations for that matter. Hell make it a player one, a ready player one or a, a matrix uh, world for these people. Why not? That could be, that could be a, a resort, a last resort for, say, people who are in vegetative states or uh, people who live just such miserable lives. Maybe this could be an alternative to give them another chance at life. At least a life experienced in more of a way than they were able to in a virtual world than the one they were able to experience in the real world. Because how could you deny someone that kind of life if this person is, say, got their arms and legs cut off and, and they have no money, they have no family, they have nothing. But they do have this opportunity to say, uh, put their brain in a computer. I, I, th I think the measure of life would be far greater if we put them in that computer than if we just let them lay there It's, it's, a, it's a very old question, and, and I don't think that there has been any perfect answer as of yet, but I think there will be whenever we finally reach that level of, of technology. Um, or, hey, consider the advancements in the fields of uh, prosthetics, where your limbs and organs can be replaced, and 
uh, have them fully controlled by a neural network link uh, as if they were your own personal uh, limbs, your your original limbs. And then we get cyborgs. Oh, that'd be so cool <laughs> and incredibly beneficial. Um, between and again, between people like Elon Musk and Bill Gates, I'm 100% sure we'll see some form of cyborg as mainstream in my lifetime. I am super looking forward to it. I, I think this is another line of thought that's one of the branches leading uh, into the idea of alternate realities. And if the one we are currently on uh, goes bottom up, then I hope it morphs into the one where we just have water world and everyone's a pirate because I really like pirates. <laughs> and and this, this means we could eventually uh, evolve into some sort of uh, water-faring humanoid with uh, maybe webbing between our appendages or gills or, or secondary eyelids to help shield our delicate eyes from the uh, deadly rays of the sun and particulates found in the water. I could go on, but <laughs> I I think that's uh, really all I have for this episode. But uh, thank you so much, guys, for tuning back into uh, another evolutionary rambling. Uh, I mean, th to me, this is one thing that makes science fiction so great is we can just let loose and let our imagination take us away. Um Oh, also be on the lookout for the Scoundrels Cantina and the uh, uh, the uh, Tad Larkin episodes coming up uh, this and next weekend. But for now, live long and prosper, my friends, and may the Force be with us all. Mm -hmm.